What up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast on this Friday. Hopefully you've had a great week and a good weekend ahead of you. If not, don't worry. It's Friday. It's the weekend. You can turn it around, all right? And one fun way that if you haven't, if things aren't going super well, you can always just go and take a cold shower or go and do a hard workout about it and be like, you know what? That sucked, but it makes me appreciate, cold shower makes me appreciate the fact that I can take a warm one. You might think that's a little backwards. That's fine. Uh, I'd say that kind of tongue-in-cheek. But So, funny story about last episode. I almost, out of the blue, was able to have uh, Grandpa Shane on. Not my grandpa. He's just the old geezer. You know him. And he, uh, timing didn't work out. And, you know, I talked about Golden Corral last episode a lot. And little did I know that, of course, he is a huge fan of Golden Corral. Loves him some Golden Corral. He said he wouldn't do the delivery, but he loves it. And uh, I think he was upset that either I was going to have him on and just talk about Golden Corral the whole time or that he didn't get to come on and we talked about Golden Corral the whole time. So now I definitely want to sit down. And figure this out. Because <laughs> what are the odds that I go on a rampage about Golden Corral and the guy who was almost on just to kind of be a second chair, just to chime in, loves Golden Corral because I clearly don't like it really at all and see no purpose for it and think it might just be money laundering for the cartel at this point. The fact that any remaining open Golden Corrals are still successful. Although... I was in an area of town the other day, and I drove by one that looked big, newer, had a decent amount of cars in the parking lot. So maybe not all Golden Corrals are created equal. You know, most of them suck and are horrible, but there's a few, few diamonds in the rough spread across far and wide. Maybe that's true. I don't know. I, location, 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 right? Right? So, yeah, Shane, uh, I want to know, I don't remember if you, you probably said it, but it was a Snapchat, and I can't go back and review that, like a text message or anything else. Thanks, bud. Uh, so, you'll have to remind me, for those of you, he told me the last time that he went to a Golden Corral. I don't really care, though. And he, yeah. But it doesn't, so it doesn't really matter. It's not a big deal. But there are still some weirdos out there who like Golden Corral. So now anytime you see a Golden Corral, you can just feel free to think of Shane. Grumpy old man, Snapchat only communicating Shane. Um, which I also heard a news story about Snapchat speaking of, about how it's, uh, prompt, it's prevalent for drug dealers. Because why? The messages disappear. And users can be more anonymous, but they have location tracking stuff. And apparently it's a way that kids have been getting drugs. And there's a story, sad story of this kid in 2020 who got some drugs via Snapchat and it was laced fentanyl, pills laced fentanyl, and the kid ended up dying. And guess what? They can't trace. Woo! They can't trace them at all. Can't track down the drug dealer. So they, of course, say, well, Snapchat, you know, should be held somewhat liable and get sued for this. And it's like, and it's funny. Brought up because this is a more liberal 
leaning source and they were like, hey, so it was more mainstream, really, is what we're getting at. But they were like, hey, uh, you know, can they sue? And they're like, well, there's a Section 230 that gives them protections. And I have my qualms with 230, mainly that it's, it allows them to editorialize and not be seen as a publisher. And, but still, and so you have, you can act as a publisher, but still have all the protections of a platform. And I'm just, all I'm saying is you got to go either or, all right? You either are going to heavily editorialize and take responsibility for what's on your site. And so you're going to moderate it more and I become a publisher or you're going to sit back. And within reason, I think there are guardrails for obviously, I think, I think doxing, I think, uh, you know, threats, real threats of violence, harassment. There, there are certain standards, right? That can be made very clear and laid out specifically. And, uh, but for the most part, you remain in platform, right? Like you're not, and good place to start is just with things that are illegal. So if it's illegal, okay, you can't do it. <laughs> you know, it's not allowed on the platform. And then maybe you could go a little bit in from there, but it's, 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 it's tricky waters to navigate. But right now, how it stands, and as far as I understand it is, they claim platform, and so they can't get sued for anything, but then they take responsibility for bad things on their site and say, ah, that's why we need to essentially censor, you know, we can call it moderate, whatever you want to do. But it's just like, no, I don't, I'm like, all right, I, I'm fine with having some protection saying like, no, they're a platform, these are the protections they get, and laying it out. But then also saying, but look, if you start acting in this way, doing X, Y, Z, you are no longer, you avoid your, your, your 230 protections and you become a publisher. And then you do become liable for litigation and people can sue the crap out of you. And so then in turn, that would cause these companies to say, okay, we need to back off. We need to do this, right? So I don't think Snapchat is responsible for this. I think it's a unintended byproduct, a negative, you know, it, it's just like how everyone can always take a good thing and use it for bad purposes, right? Ev like every single thing, right? The internet is a beautiful place. We have all the information that you, we, you could ever in think of or want right at your fingertips. You also have, you have just, <laughs> You have access to all the porn, right? Every type of, just right there at your fingertips. And it's like, which in, so it's like you have access to all this depraved evil, but also the good. And it's just like, huh, right? And so it's two sides, two sides to every coin here. And so it's like, well, Snapchat is very prevalent and especially, apparently young kids still use it, Shane. Apparently, apparently you're still somewhat on trend. I don't know, but. Sounds like they use it a lot for drug deals and nudes. And, <laughs> and because why? The messages disappear. I remember, I remember Snapchat came on the scene and it was pretty dope. It was just like, oh man, this is cool. This is interesting. And something about the fact that like, oh, it goes away, but you communicate through pictures and they got videos and they have all these filters now and features and all that different stuff. And apparently I found out there's a Snapchat call feature, like a FaceTime feature. Uh, thanks, Shane. You know so much about this app and platform that it's it kind of blows my mind. I'm I'm the old man in that situation as far as being just totally tech ignorant to all the newest Snapchat features. But 
Yeah. It's, you know, it's used for that. And so you say, what can be done about it? And it's, a, I don't, I don't have an answer. I'm not going to offer an answer. I'm just going to kind of opine and go through thought process. Cause it's a tricky question. Cause you, you can say, it's easy to say, Oh, Snapchat, this is all your fault. And Snapchat is like, look, we didn't design it for this. We didn't, <laughs> this is, this is a social media app. Like, and, uh, and so on one hand you say, we can't help that people are going to use this for nefarious purposes, find bad ways to use it. You know, it's just like we just make a, a a social media app and you know maybe there could be a feature where it's like you could have safeguards whereas okay this was used for illicit activity and there's a certain log of IPs or something like that um that you know can only be accessed with a warrant and and you know in in light of a crime type situation like same thing with like okay we're looking into this murder and we need access to your phone records type type thing, right? Or there's the, and so that's that's one aspect of it. And then another thing I think about is like, okay, well maybe there's a way that they can, you know, make it. So I think I think identity verification to have an account would be a good thing because it sounds like you know you can make these anonymous accounts and maybe and and building in tech to fight against these anonymous accounts, these bots or whatever. And I think identity and age verification would go a long way. So essentially you sign up and it's like, Hey, I am this old and there's ways to confirm. Now I get it. A lot of these kids are minors and that's fine. You run, you run it through the parents or something like that. And there's, there's, there's a simple confirmation process. And it's like what Elon wants to do with Twitter. Right. And it's like, People are allowed to operate anonymously, and guess what? People become very crappy and evil in some instances, right? And these evil entities like the cartel, they're just so horrible. Uh, you know, then prey on kids and kill kids for who knows why. It's funny to me that the cartel is like so fentanyl heavy and lacing it and everything, and all these people are dying because it feels like a bad business move to kill off your your clientele to be like hey we got all this fentanyl like let's lace it and they're like all right cool uh and they go and they sell it like you go sell on a whole block and you sell these pills and then everyone dies who takes them or, or you know a lot of people die and then it's like well guess what they're not going to take drugs from you anymore if they're smart uh but maybe it's just like ah oh, we'll kill them off then we'll go find another set and i get it it's a lot this is this is obviously an oversimplified, <laughs> very ignorant, um, I hope, you know, more kind of lighthearted thought, thought experiment here, but I don't know. It just feels like bad business on the part of the cartel and granted it's the cartel. So I, I don't, ex but in general they're driven by profits and money. And so there must be huge profits in moving fentanyl. Like they're moving it from someone somewhere. So who's to know, or maybe it's a, plot to supplant the u.s and overtake them right especially i think because a lot of fentanyl is produced in china and so there's funneled into mexico to the cartels and then the cartels bring them here and so you could get your conspiracy theory hat on but in short i don't think that snapchat should be liable for that kid's death i think it brings up an important conversation about a parents monitoring and managing what your kids are doing and I get you can only do so much. And that's what terrifies me about thinking 15 years in the future when who knows what the phone and social media and internet landscape is going to look like. And it, like it might look like uh, Iron Man's phone. You know, it's like two little tabs that pull apart and it's just a, it's like a hologram screen that shows up, you know, in between. And who knows? But I'm just like, I think about, 
the the little workarounds and all the I didn't, I wasn't a bad kid, but you know, like either you knew kids or like things that you could do pretty easily to like get around stuff. And I'm just like, golly, it's it makes me scared to be like crap. And it's it's that lack of control aspect. Like you can only do so much, and so that's why you just really need to raise up kids to be good kids. And that's the best way to mitigate that against them because they're going to start making their own decisions and do their own stuff. And it's like you, that the best way to, to mitigate that is if you can just instill them with the right values and then that's your best defense against them really getting into trouble and, you know, having a good relationship and just raising them right. But yeah, Snapchat, I don't think they should be liable for this kid. This story's horrible and I know there's more like it. They're, you know, they're trying to sue him, but they probably can't because two thirty. But I do think it, Snapchat could, I think there are probably avenues that it could take to mitigate these things, you know? And whether that's, I don't know if they have any sort of parental controls, but allowing for parental controls since it's a lot of minors and being like, look, you can only, you can't, you know, and make it so, oh, you can since receive snaps from anyone or no, only friends and contacts. And, and that's not to say, oh, they might you know, they might find a way and become friends with this person, but it just, yeah, it's tough because like I said, it's, it's part of the internet age where it's like the internet is everything everywhere. All the information, all this wonderful information, you can enrich your mind and go and learn on your own. There's not gatekeepers anymore. And then there's also unlimited porn and other stuff. So it's like, it goes, it goes both directions there. And so it's real tough, but yeah. So, Shane, I hope you're proud of yourself. Uh, you are on the number one drug dealing app in the world. Don't fact check me on that. I'm just making that up off the top of my head. So, yeah, if you're still sticking to Snapchat after this, you're probably going to respond to this via Snapchat in a few hours later today, tomorrow. I don't know when. But that being said, I'm, I, I'm liking the aspect of having someone come on, not necessarily because they have something to, like a story to talk about or, or, or interviewing them, but just have them be second chair. So like, I'll do my normal show, but then they'll be there and they'll chime in and, and just drive conversation more often. So speaking of, uh, looking at having maybe Shane, Connor, anyone really out there listening, who's like, yeah, I can come on, like no pressure. You just sit there. You don't even have to say anything, but you can sit there and chime in and offer your two cents and offer a second perspective. And we won't keep it. It won't be like <laughs> we had Charlie on, you know, and we had, we had lots of stuff to talk about and, uh, we were, you know, it was kind of a real more interview getting his, you know, learn about firearms and different things. And so that, you know, was two hours, but you know, 30, 40 minutes, just sit down, just kind of ride that lightning a little bit and have a good time and make some laughs. But that's, that's, that's where I'm at. That's what I think. So lastly, I'm just going to touch on, if you're in the Oklahoma city area, because I'm trying to get more involved in local politics. And I think we need to really push and drive for people to get more involved because I'm look, I'm guilty as charged, super ignorant about them. Don't know what's going on. It feels like it's too much to take care of. And a lot of the news stories that you keep up with, you always hear about federal, 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 when really you're your state and even your like local, local neighborhood city stuff is really what affects you day to day the most. And a lot of it can be inconsequential and there's really not a lot going on, but um, plenty of it is. And that's where it starts. And you start to have effect there and that can maybe help you understand the greater landscape and navigate it. And so that's really what I'm making a personal push for is to uh, really, really try and get more involved. And so that being said, February, I think 14th, 
There's a city council elections, not for all seats, but a good number of seats in Oklahoma City. And several candidates, if you don't know what you're in, just look it up and they'll, they'll, uh, they'll tell it. But I actually bought a curbside, you know, the, the homeless magazine. And because I always do when I, when I have a couple bucks and I come by a corner where they're selling them. Because I, I, I think that's wonderful work that they do. Providing these homeless, homeless people jobs so that they can work and earn some money. And, you know, it, it's, to me, it's a, it's a step up from, oh, uh, we're just sitting here panhandling. It's like, no, we're out here working, trying to provide them opportunities, help them get back on their feet and, you know, go somewhere. And, and, and that's awesome. That's awesome work that needs to be done. But they had actually a pretty decent breakdown where they asked several questions uh, to the, the candidates and they did a breakdown of the city council elections, which is actually something I was looking for. And I didn't expect it to get it from, the curbside, but I did, and it was cool. And so I'm in Ward Two, and so we've got Joe Beth Hammond and Merrick Cornett are the candidates. And I'm not going to comment on specifics here because City Council is a funny one because it's nonpartisan. But like, so you so you kind of got to read between the lines to figure out where people stand. Not that it really matters, but it's more so like, all right, what policies do you support? Do I think those are good or bad? And and I, and I actually like that. But at the same time, the curious side of me is like, all right, where are you? Are you? Are you? Are you lefty? You conservative? Where are you at? Left, right, center ish? You know, ideally they're kind of in the center because they're dealing with certain stuff, and so. But I, I don't make that my deciding factor. I genuinely look at, all right, what what is your stance? What's important? What do you want to do? And do I support those policies? Do I agree with those policies? Do I disagree with those policies? And one big factor that has become more and more prevalent as I try and get more civically engaged is that I, that I look for that's telltale to me is, are you giving generic, vague, kind of almost non-answers? Like, we need to come together as a community. Because look, all politics, you're going to have that sort of stuff, right? Those kind of almost grandstanding where it's like, yeah, we need to come together and work from both sides to really help out this issue and, and come together. And we can find reasonable solutions. And it's like, cool. That's like good rah-rah stuff. But I would like a little bit of stuff and a little bit of substance. And not every, I get it, not every answer is going to have is going to be built with a bunch of substance. And that's fine. I don't need it. But as I was reading through these, and I didn't just read through mine, but I read through some others as well, is it's interesting to see slight variation. A lot of them, they address the same issue because they asked them about, like, say, homelessness in their, in their ward. And, you know, they, they, they all kind of addressed it. And they all kind of had, like I said, the same rah-rah points or attitude towards it, where it's, you know, we need to fix this. We need to solve this. We need to come together as a community. And that's fine, but it's when I hear that versus hearing actual specific action plans. And they don't have to be perfectly thought out. And you don't have to say, here's what we're going to do exactly and what I'm going to push for. Because that could, on one hand, be misleading. And it could be like, wow, um, you know, there, there could be flaws in that, right? Saying something on the campaign trail versus once you get into whatever position you're trying to get into to then implement strat said strategy. Like we all know this, politicians make promises they can't keep. And you got to be wary of that. However, as I was reading through some of these, it, it, you could, I could, at first I was like, ah, I don't know if there's actually going to be much substance here. But then there was a few standouts where I was reading one candidate's answer and they, it was mainly generic raw, raw stuff with maybe a tiny bit of substance, but still very surface level and generic and not actually offering 
much insight into a plan of action. And then I read, and then I would read this other one and they would, it was like, Hey, here's what we're going to do. And laid out very clearly, like, here's, here's my course of action that I want to take. And like referencing, I mean, things that I didn't know, but it was like, Oh, you're referencing specific policies that we have in place and policies that we can change, amend, update, implement, whatever it may be to then allow for better opportunity. Now I may not know if that's actually something, a type of policy that works necessarily. However, you're at least laying out kind of a case, at least a, a general roadmap of like, here's, you're in California, here's where we are, and we, we need to go this way. So we know we're going to drive east on one of these, interst- you know, we're going to get on closest interstate to us, we're going to drive east, we're going to have some stops along the way, because it's going to take us about this long to get there, and we'll go. And so you don't have the you know exact route all planned out in every single stop, but it's like, ah, I got the general idea. Here's, you know, here's the states that we're probably going to go through type situation. And as I specifically, you know, I was reading, <clears throat> uh, now, I of course read my ward, can- my candidates and my ward more closely, but it was fun to see and 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 there was some of that dynamic in a lot of the a lot of the answers between the two candidates so much so that by the end i was like oh i think that i actually for the most part have decided on which candidate i want and i want that candidate that lays out clear actionable steps that and don't get me wrong i you want to make sure that it's not like i have a clear plan you know <laughs> It might sound like, oh, so if it was Hitler and someone who did vague rah-rah stuff and Hitler's like, here's my, well, I have a clear plan. The clear plan is to eradicate the Jews so we can establish the Aryan race. And it's like, uh, and you know, don't get it twisted. I wouldn't look at that and be like, well, see, he has a clear plan. So I'm voting for him. No, no, evil. I would vote for the other person, right? That's not what I'm saying at all. But there's something about like, okay, because politicians, you can't, you can't trust really politicians that when there is some level of transparency and actual clarity on like, oh, you, you're actually addressing specific, specific things that you want to do or change and like almost touching on, oh, here's how you do it. You know, we, we get rid of this parameter thing and that clears up way for these businesses to build houses and whatnot. And it's just like, oh, oh, okay. Or, you know, whatever. And so then it can be more accessible. And it's like, hmm, okay. You're not just saying we need to come together and work for better solutions as a community and care about those who are in need. And it's like, cool, that's a great like feel-good speech. But I'm 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 electing you to an office to do things. I'm not I'm not listening to your pitch to get donations for your nonprofit, right? And and that's and that's where I'm, that's where the separation lies for me is people who put forth kind of who could give actual answers to questions that they get asked and not just rah-rah speech. Everyone's going to talk a rah-rah speech, but it's not going to be, um, there's going to be some people who are going to, we're going to talk about the specifics that they're going to do on top of the rah-rah speech. And there were, there were plenty of candidates I was reading through. I was like, don't like where they did that. And I was like, Oh, yep. Not, no, thanks. Not for that. But what it, so whether you're for it or against it, at the very least, it helps you make a better decision because I feel like, cause I got some mailers from my candidates and I was like, I read them both. And I was like, I don't really know. I got a very, very vague idea 
And I was like, as far as, as far as if I just went off these mailers, you both would be fine. Because I don't really know what exactly you're going to do. I know the issues that you care about. And I got the rah-rah, but then this was more in-depth. So, yeah, I just want to encourage everyone that just pay attention to that stuff. You don't have to dedicate a whole bunch of hours doing a whole bunch of research. Fortunately for me, I caught a curbside and I've caught some mailers. Um, but, yeah, I, there, I wish there was maybe kind of an easier-to-read source where it's like whether through it's the – and maybe maybe there is through one of the news sites or the Oklahoma, but I feel like even the news sites who are like everything you need to know, and they're like these little snippet answers, and it's a super short article. I'm like, no one went into depth on this at all. And so I'm really looking for a source. And uh, so if you have any insight to that, please please let me know. But you know, it's you may you may roll your eyes at this and maybe like oh, I got enough problems already. I don't want to have to deal with this, but it's important stuff. It's important stuff, and I think it's important that we make the effort. If we truly want our communities to get better, we got to invest in them. And that's where that's where that's where the rub is on that. So sorry to end on kind of a serious note, but I don't. I'm, oh, oh, here we go. Here's a funny story we can end on. So go out, and we're at this Yelp Elite event, and my sister's there. Um, she's not at the Yelp Elite. To clarify, and basically, you know. It's this weird middle ground where now I'm a Yelp elite. And so it's like, uh, I need to include photos in my reviews because I want to keep this status because I like going to the, the events where there's free food and stuff. Uh, I like the perks of being on Yelp elite. And plus, it's kind of fun, right? It's kind of cool. Uh, something to be engaged in because when, when, when Yelp works right, it actually does help me find places and find what to eat at places in, in a very useful way. And now when it doesn't work, it can be frustrating and annoying. So I'm like, well, part... I'll be part of the, the, what I want Yelp to be. And, uh, but we're sitting there and so we all pull out our cameras to take pictures of our food. Feel so, I, so I, I, I begrudgingly do this cause I'm like, Oh, that person, you know, we all sit in there at the restaurant and we see those, we see those people. As soon as they get their food, they pull out their phones and they're doing a little Instagram thing. So I'm always like real quick about it. I open my camera. I'm like, all right, good angle. Snap, put my phone away. And nobody saw me. Cool. And, uh, you gotta love when, when your heart's in the right place, but your mouth just word vomits. This happened to me in, in Sunday school the other day. Someone we were in John three, and they're like, "Yeah, it, what is what you know three sixteen clarifies it? What does it say?" And I go and like I'm sitting there thinking, pondering deeply, and out of my mouth comes, "For all of sin and fall short of the glory of God." And then nobody says anything, and also I go, "Wait a minute, that's Romans, that's Romans three twenty three." Don't know why that just came out of my mouth. I was like, that is completely wrong. I just screwed up quoting the, the most quoted verse in the Bible, probably. <laughs> Yeehaw. Well, anyways, it's one of those situations. Rachel just goes, yep, food eats first. And, um, you know, all of us weren't re really paying that close attention. All, but after a couple seconds, I just go, wait a minute. Food eats first? <laughs> and she goes, oh, crap. <laughs> phone eats first is what you're looking for there phone eats first i was like food eats first uh, is my food gonna start eating itself right now well hold on no don't don't eat first food and then i thought well from a ron swanson standpoint that makes sense right from a meteor standpoint that checks out i need those cows and those pigs I need those, those chickens to go and eat eat all that grass and shrubbery and all that bull crap rabbits to eat all the lettuce and then I eat those animals. So in that sense, yeah, my food does eat first. Does yours? 
There's your question of the day. But, all right, that'll do it for this Friday episode of the podcast, which I honestly almost went on, came on and made a short little three-minute thing saying, no episode today, nothing really to talk about, long weekend, enjoy it. But here we are, half an hour later. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Hanyak Horde. Let me know if you want to come on sometime, just be a casual second chair and chime in on whatever it is that, whatever weird things I have to talk about. I want to encourage everyone that to go and get plugged into your local elections. If you're in Oklahoma City, you know, is your, is your county, um, is your city council seat up for grabs and go figure it out. Go buy the latest curbside too, if it is, and you need a nice voter's guide, because honestly, it's pretty decent, right? But it's, I think it is also limited in its scope. And a lot of these people, too, you can really send them emails and contact them. And I met both of my candidates because they were going door to door. And so that's that's the fun thing is it's they're more approachable in that sense. But, yeah, uh, go get plugged in. Go get plugged in. And Shane, uh, let me know when uh, you want to go to Golden Corral. And I will, I will um, eagerly decline that invitation and let you go and report back. Because I'm not going to go and corral. Unless you're buying. Then I would go. But even then, I'm like, I might just like eat before and come hang out and have a water like I did back in Springfield last summer. So let me know your thoughts on anything and everything. I want to hear what you're thinking. Uh, watch out for drugs on Snapchat. All those good PSAs. But go have a great weekend, everyone. Um, go do something hard if you haven't already. Push yourselves. Let's get better together. Uh, I believe in you. Um, if you need a little trash talk, I'm always happy to send that over. Or if you want to trash talk me, it's always good, right? Keeps us, keeps us honest, keeps us motivated, but that'll do it for me, uh, this week and this episode. So go have a great weekend. We'll see you back here next week on the rambling Viking. This is your head Hanyak signing off.